Hello and welcome to the Service Ducks podcast. I am co-host James Downs. And I'm Ross Shear. And we're here to chat about all things ServiceNow, everyday life as a ServiceNow consultant, new features, implementation successes, and perhaps more entertaining when it doesn't go quite so well. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Service Ducks podcast. This is episode number... 17? Yeah. in the gaps. Yeah, we'll go with 17. Um, So yeah, today we're going to talk about... How or what tips do we uh, would we say, James, to to help people bag their first service now job? Well, right. So, I guess it's all about you've been through the training, you've been through the the next gen, you know service now. You've got to bag your very first job, right? You're fresh into it. What tips do we provide, or what advice would we give to help people do that? Right? And that's going to cover different aspects such as CVs, yeah. interview techniques. Yeah. Um, and perhaps expectations around the all as well, right? So we're going to touch on that. But before we do yeah. that, right, so let me just call out, the, the start of this has been disastrous, right, isn't it? <laughs> setting this up. Um, yeah. So for those for those who can't see, because I've got a background on, right, if you're only listening, I've put on a specific background, you can usually see my office in the background. We're having some work done on the house. We've got the bathroom getting done, which is right next to the office. Next week, we've got the stairs getting done, which is right next to the office. So I'm downstairs in the living room. Here's a question, right? Living room, lounge, or <laughs> what's the other one? Front room. Front room. What do you go with? Do you know what? I've, 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 I probably use all three, but I think out of anything... Does it I depend who you're room. talking to? Does it I depend who front... you're talking to there? You're front room. Yeah, I think I'll go with front room. I don't think I don't think I'd ever say lounge. No, I'd never say lounge. No. Living yeah. room, yeah, living room I'll go with. Lounge, I don't think I'm a lounge person. Yeah. Nah. Mm. Nah. So I'm drink, drinking Diet Coke again. We're not sponsored by Diet Coke, but if Coke does want to sponsor us, then feel free to drop us a line. Um so anyway, so yeah, I'm downstairs. Um I'm about to move and we'll come on to that in a second. However. Yeah. However, I am gutted, right, that when we came to meet today to record this, that you didn't hit record straight away. <laughs> Had you had hit record, Your the, start of the, <laughs> the start of this podcast would have been me literally on the floor in hysterics. <laughs> and if you can't see James, right? Yeah. Picture a life-sized orange. <laughs> <laughs> a life-size orange. A life-size orange, or perhaps a, maybe a crayon, maybe an orange crayon. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not a bad joke. I'll, I'll just add this is papaya rather than orange. Right, I'll, I'll always papaya. Papaya, papaya um, is important when, when so, you're describing so let's, this colour. Let's just describe what you... In fact, describe yeah. us what you're wearing, James. What, what have you got yeah, on there? Yeah, okay. Yeah, a little bit of context, I guess. So what I'm wearing... No, 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 let's not let go of context. No, we need context. <laughs> It's not just a case of, yes, I've got an orange hat on, an orange hoodie, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> come on, come on, talk to us. Okay, so recently I've been at the Formula One, the British Grand Prix. Um, been a Formula One fan since I was like five, um, complete like fangirling over certain things. I went to the museum at Silverstone and they got all, all the old cars from the 90s and stuff like that. But anyway, um, yes, I'm there to support. I followed Lewis Hamilton for quite a while. 
Uh, now I'm kind of making that move towards, you know, the more up and coming British drivers and more uh, Lando Norris, who's number four yeah. that people watching can see on my cap, uh, who drives for uh, McLaren, which is exactly what you can see here. So if you're one of those people that do go to the to the Grand Prix and the Formula One, you'll see the majority of people would be wearing what I'm wearing right now. Very minimum a cap, <laughs> which costs 50 quid. <laughs> um, Whoa, hang yeah. on, hang on, hang on, stop there. The cap that you're wearing, right? Let's yep. just describe it. Is an orange baseball cap with a black keep. Uh, yep. Move something. Black peak. That was fifty pounds. This was fifty pounds. Yeah, yeah. Well, bear in mind that even the food and drink at the venue was. You're talking about you know ten pounds for a burger, so, five pounds for a bottle of coke. <laughs> so bear in mind this this podcast topic is around helping people to get into the service now job and to almost talk to them about expectations around salary. And we all hear that, oh, it may be massive. And I'm about to say, let's lower those expectations for your first job. You're talking about a cap for 50 pounds, right? Let's just put that in context. Yes. <laughs> well, the hoodie, the hoodie, which is yeah. equally as... Smacky. I'm not going to give you the oh, price for the like hoodie. the Tango Man. You're like the Tango Man. Tango, you've been tangoed. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't I think of that before? I'll just have the Go little car as well. I'll put this up to the camera. Those who's listening can't see this, obviously, but I've got myself a little McLaren car, a little doodad. Little car, three, 350 quid. <laughs> Only £12 for that one. <laughs> um, bonus. No, but, you know, if you work hard, and oh. you know, you've got to spend your money on something. That's true. <laughs> what about the hoodie, then? Go on, how much was the hoodie? I want to know now. Hoodie, hoodie, 120 <laughs> 120, 120, so that outfit, have you, hang on, stand up, yeah. have you got any shorts on? No, well, I've got something on. Literally, but. <laughs> I've got normal shorts orange. on, shorts is right, not okay. in the ensemble. I did get a t-shirt as well, which is similar to this, so I think overall you're looking at over 200. Damn, which was the t-shirt? I think the t-shirt was 60. Wow. So you got 60 quid t-shirt, 50 quid cap, and this is all about, um, by the way, if you've just joined us, welcome to the Let's Talk About James's Spending Habits um, podcast. <laughs> it, it, I never spend though. money on myself, by the way. So I don't, I, most of my clothes no, come from supermarkets you, and things like that. So this is the, like one of those one-off things to be involved. And It's know. allowed. Yeah. It's allowed. I, 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 I'm it, being mean. I'm grilling you. However, it, it does, you haven't got to answer to me, right? No. What did, does your other half know? Or did you play she it She likes down? it. She likes it. Yeah. Yeah. She's all but, good did, with did, it. She might like it's it. Flattering. Does, she know the, does she know the real cost? No. No, 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 no. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> does she likes it now, right? But, but you haven't told her how much you got. <laughs> no, that them them details get um, you know, moved aside a little bit. Shall I shall I give you a tip? Shall I give you a tip? Go on. This is how my wife starts. And I've noticed that my ten year old started with this as well. They start the it's sentence that, with the it, it used it, to be insert value there right so if you start so when you're talking oh, about she asks yeah you, you start in with the cap oh it used to be 130 quid but, but i no. got it for 50 mm. winner discounts yes <laughs> is it a love bargain it's a bargain, bargain you can't afford to miss <laughs> i know um but yeah we digress so yeah no you, yeah. you're looking good you're looking trim it suits you i'm quite Just jealous being tangled <laughs> <laughs> So how, how was it then? It wasn't a work event, no? No, it wasn't a work event. We, I went with my mates. We've been planning it for a while, and I've never been to the, the British Grand Prix. The only one I've been to is actually in Italy, the Monza one, which was equally as good. 
Yeah. Uh, but no, it's a great, it's a really good event. Um, I was there uh, primarily uh, because my my friend's fortieth was last year, so we Getting put old. this one in a life, one in a lifetime sort of things. And yeah, it was very good. There's a lot of entertainment around around the circuit, and uh, like lots of food and drink and Ferris wheel, and you know there yeah. was rudimental and different black eyed peas who were playing on stage and stuff. Oh really? So, did you have a boogie? Yeah. I bet you did. You look like a boogie. Yeah. No. <laughs> Not even in your orange cab. Not no. <laughs> a boogie and tango man. No. <laughs> so what? Um, and what work-related stuff have we been doing since we last spoke? Um. Well, since I last spoke, um. So a few things. So I've been. Mm-hmm. Um. So the thing that I've been talking about recently about CMDB and cleaning up the CMDB and doing like regular. Oh um, yes, checks, yes, yes. That went live last week, which was good. Um. So we're now. Um, yeah, push that into, into production. It was about four months in the waiting, so a lot of a lot of work went into it. And a was I've got, I've got a question forward. on this. Yeah, this, this is relevant to something I'm doing at the minute around um, CMDB. I don't want to say health, but it's around service population. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Population of services and stuff. Yeah. Have you got? Um, so one of the ways in which you can monitor the, the health or the correctness completely, so whether you've got the right fields in the right classes, yeah. is via the CMDB health dashboard. So you have you stood that, is that something you've used in the project? Have you stood that up? And not only have you stood it up in terms of saying this classes requires these mandatory CIs, uh, mandatory attributes, have you gone a step further that says, and this is for the CMDB manager role, this is the person that's going to manage out, and this is how they, you know what I mean, the whole process, Shabak. Yeah, and for, for this particular uh, customer, they mm-hmm. um, they have like a centralized unit or a CMDB team who are the okay. ones responsible. Yeah. But what they will be moving to eventually is more of like a federated model where yes. the different yeah. technology owners will be owning their portion of the CMDB, yep. which is what we're really pushing. And um, there's a lot of OCM and you know training and, and stuff that you have to do as part of that to get them onboarded with that idea. Um, yeah. but, it makes uh, sense. Though. Yeah, no, we, we definitely utilize the, the health dashboard. Yeah. Um, but this goes beyond that. It goes a lot more into more data quality rather than just population. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, should this be connected to this rather than, you know, service now might be yeah. absolutely fine. But is it CSDM compliant? Is it what you're expecting? Is it, um, so you end up kind of fixing a lot of things that you put in through like integrations right. and, or even discovery out of the box, you'll find patterns which are not CSDM compliant or goes against yeah. what they're suggesting. I, so. No, that that's a good um, that's a good takeaway for me actually because it, it, it's you, you're quite right. So CMDB health, yeah, have you got the right attributes in? But it's also the relationships. It's not necessarily yes, technically it's other relationships in place, but actually you're right. The tagline is is it CSDM compliant? I suppose. That's, yeah, I like that. I like. The, I'm um, stealing that. <laughs> well, the ultimate value really is the, the biggest leader for doing this is around the service impact. So you mentioned around services yep. and populating services and being on that kind of maturity journey of going to going from these kind of manually managed app services um, to a more dynamic or automated service mapping. Um, and, you know, you can't get from one point to the other really quickly. You have to have like yep. a maturity journey going into it. Um and obviously, it's going to benefit everyone on the platform once it's done. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
That's interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so taking journey. that and I'm stealing it and I'm going to pass it off as my own. Yeah, um, okay. No reason. <laughs> so aside from that, CMDB stuff, anything else to report that we should know no, about? I, mean, I went to the dentist yesterday. No, that's, that's I put that off that. for years. Really? I put that off for absolute years. And then you... I, I, I went because <laughs> I've given up with the NHS dentist. So I thought, right, I need to go private dentist to, to actually be seen. Ooh, um, I've got a story on that. Go on. But yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, to finish off my story, I guess, is I went and I got one of the general kind of like new patient checkups they do in our in our dentist. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, this was three months ago. And they said, right, you need to get a filling here uh, immediately <laughs> because you're yeah. getting, there's a hole that's going all the way down to your nerve. Um, and the other side, uh, you got a problem as well, but don't worry about that for now. So I went back yesterday and got my filling done. And they're like, nope, this one's now urgent. So you need to come back immediately for that. Yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah. You know, it's annoying, but you yeah. know what? I hate tooth pain, mate. I, I have to be honest. It's the worst pain in the world. Um, I don't know about this. I can't vouch for this, but I would assume tooth pain is worse than childbirth. I'm going to go yeah. out on a limb and say that, and and let people roast me for it. <laughs> Debate. <laughs> it has to be. It can't. There's nothing more painful. It can't. It's not possible. Um, be but I had quite a lot of uh, teeth issues, right? And I, I, this was. It happened over lockdown, so obviously they kept delaying and delaying, right? And I was NHS, yep. and I had to go in. Turned out, uh, this is a disgusting story, what we're we talking about. But anyway, <laughs> I needed an implant. They said I need an implant, NHS patient. Now you need an implant. And she said, well, it's going to cost you, I can't remember, £2,000, right? Um Oh, but if you if you um but if you do this this um plan with us, you pay like ten quid a month, then then it all it comes down to this and whatever. Anyway, yeah. I'm sat in the dentist chair thinking, yeah, all right then, whatever. It's only now that I look back and I realise it was at that moment they converted me to be a private patient, right? And yeah. they got the So it was like literally NHS patient one hour, the next hour I'd signed up to say, Oh, well, if I sign up I get a deal on that implant, why wouldn't I do it? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like because I'm paying yeah. for it on tick. So I, yeah, and also yeah. that's how they got me. Is, is that how is that how we should work as service dental partners? Is it do something for free? Go well. Actually, now you've done that. We'll just convert you over to paying a monthly yeah. subscription <laughs> yeah. to this paid service. Yeah, so, but yeah, I'll tell you what. Takes... Though, right, I'll tell you what. As part of my monthly subscription to my dentist, I get like I'm not even going to say free, but a, a hygienist appointments two a year. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we talked. I'll tell you those, right, yeah. I don't bloody miss those. I'm turning if I'm paying for them, I'm going. Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. I don't delay those. Um, your teeth are whiter than white. Well, we'll be honest. They they've sorted out all the issues, so yeah, it's annoying. And um, I'm yeah. with you. While the dentist, they've got me. There. Yeah, it's very easy to just kind of push back and back, isn't it? You don't, you don't oh. think, oh, it's not important. It's, it's all right. I know, I know, I know. I've it's lost two teeth. I've lost two teeth up here. One, where'd they go? I think both of them were. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> both from jelly beans. I think I should have learned from the first time. Oh, like really hard jelly beans. The first. So, do you Correct remember them. Wham bars back in the eighties? Yes, it's Wham. Right. My daughter had one of those. She got it from um, what is it? Halloween. 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 Yes, she had one of those. <laughs> I took it off her, and I went. You're not having no. this. You'll take your teeth out. I put it in, and it pulled my tooth out. And that was the start. Oh, <laughs> That's exactly what? Literally, you within the it. same minute, I went, you're not having this. You'll take your teeth out. And I ate it. It took one of the tooth out. Um, 
Anyway, oh, so I'll tell you what I've been up to um, this week rather than well, been your horror yeah. stories. Yes, sir. Uh, what's the call out? So, yes, I'm downstairs. I'm in living room, new setting, new office look. I like it. Yeah, yeah I like, like it. Um, there. Bathroom guys are in, so it's quite noisy. Um, Work-wise, I've been playing with ITOM. So we've been doing some stuff around event management, alert management, uh, event rules, um, alert management rules, but not on the standard, typical IT technology. So different kind of operational technology. So that's been different. Oh, okay, that's, yeah. That's, yeah, that's good fun, actually. That's good fun. Um, so having some... Uh, I like the fact that you've got to challenge yourself uh, and, and come across issues that you may not have seen before because of different techs. Um, so, so that's still good. storing stuff in the CMDB, still matching and doing that absolutely. binding with modes. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. Do you know it's what? Just... I've been on many, many projects now over the years where the CMDB is not... And maybe this podcast in its own right, right? It's CMDB has kind of gone from this IT place mm. to store stuff with relationships to, hey, we can store other stuff in there now. You know, they're, they're doing like, um, you know, you've got points of sales and, you know, uh, manufacturing operational stuff. You've got telephony yeah. in there. But it goes further than that. Yeah. You can you can put other other stuff that I can't think of right now. Um, but other yeah. stuff in there to, to, to build like a CMDB. So, yes, it's the same concept, but just different um, nodes, I guess. Nodes. See oh, interesting. So is that event stuff? Is that with uh, observability as well? Is it that side of things, like Dynatrace sort of thing, or is it um, just pure like event alert? There's multiple phases to the project at the minute. It's just event alert incident. Yeah, yeah. There's different phases, Um, and in true agile, we're kind of doing it. um, I can never say the word. Say it for me. Iteratively. Iterative. We're iterating. (laughs) so yeah so the other thing i've noticed um that i've been uh, looking and, and you might have seen some comments i've put on linkedin around this and it's a real bugbear of mine this week and last week is there is an increased amount of chat mm-hmm. gtp flures <laughs> so, so someone posted a comment and they put chat GPT flowers and I liked it, right? Like yeah. Logically yeah. liked it, but also I thought, oh, that's a nice phrase. Or um, yeah. a, a influencers, Gen A influencers. I don't know. There must be a term. There's got to be a better term. <laughs> the point is, let me rant for a second. The point yeah, is, there is an increased number of people that are painfully obviously going to chat GPT, writing in a phrase, copying the whole thing and putting it on LinkedIn. And and I'm going to say yeah. it right now, that's not acceptable, right? Because one, it's not being sense-checked. Two, some of the information from Jack, chat GPT, you've got to remember, this is only trained up to 2021, right? So it's not yeah. up to date. Yeah. And I'm you've cr- got people that are less experienced, perhaps, are reading it and going, yes, that's good, thanks. Well, yeah. I'm not convinced one LinkedIn is the right place to put things like code snippets and whatever. I'm not convinced it is. I don't know. But it, it is kind of like, is it archived? How do you search for it? Um, is it useful? Or is it you just happen to see it at the point in time, in which case it might be useful, but you can't look back? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it, so your, me, your problem is not okay. using ChatGPT. No. Your point is it's okay to, to use it. It's just yep. sanity, check it, and is make it more personable. Hey, right. 
we said this right at the start. These tools are going to be with us and we need to learn how to use them. Yes. And I think they're fantastic. I'm not a hater. Don't get me wrong. Yep. But I think you need to learn how to use it. I need. I think you need to understand the subject topic that you're talking about. And if you don't, that's why you, you can use ChatGPT to educate yourself, but then put in your own words. You know, if you can't explain something within three sentences to a child, then you probably don't exp- don't understand it enough, right? So yeah, my yeah. bugbear is the copy and paste and put it in. And you can tell it's been copy and paste. And the last yeah. two weeks I've noticed other service now, um, industry technical um, people calling those out, saying, hey, we know that's chat GPT. And I think all that's going to happen is if people continue to do it, they're just going to get unfollowed. I've got a three-strike rule now, right? If you were to put a chat GPT thing on three times in a row, I know it's so you're getting unfollowed, disconnected, not interested. Yeah, but what if it was obviously chat GPT written, but the content was good? Is it still a problem? For me, yeah. Yes, it is. Because I can do that. It doesn't mean to say I've understood it. Yeah. But if it's useful information to be shared or worded better no, than no, you possibly no, could. No, no, not happy. No. Chat GPT, if you're going to do that, take it off, readjust it, add it to LinkedIn. That's fine. Put your own brand on it. That's the whole point of social media. You cannot, in my book, copy and paste from Chat GPT into LinkedIn. Don't care. Yeah. If you want to take me on, send me a comment, send an email in, I'll have a conversation about it. No problem. I'm yeah. annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think when it, goes, when it goes as far as uh, social media, I think I completely agree with you um, about it's you. It's not you. It's not a picture of a robot on your picture. Yes, it's you that you're representing. But it should be your ideas. You, let let's let me not downplay what you said there because you raised a good question that I hadn't thought about. Is it okay to take it off ChatGPT if it's useful and post it into LinkedIn? Is that okay if it's useful? Um, and my gut reaction is no. It still annoys me, and I don't. I don't know why, I can't tell you exactly why, but it still annoys me because you've got people out there, um, I could name a few, Jay Spencer, Robert Federick, um, Alan, uh, Andreas, posting, and uh, Tim Woodruff, there's loads, posting useful stuff, but you can tell they've, they've thought about it themselves, yeah. right? They, 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 there's some thought behind it. I guess yeah. it's thought leadership, right? You can't just copy and paste and chat GPT and say, that's my thought leadership over in Dublin. Um, yeah. Is that what you're following for? You're following people for them and their original thoughts. Yes. Rather than following people for a copy and pasted answer that you could have got by just asking ChatGPT. Absolutely. Yes, I like that. We'll go with that. But you asked a good question I hadn't thought about, but I'm still annoyed by it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still not sure what my position is on it, to be honest. I mean, I, I know what you mean. You can obviously see it when it happens. Yeah. It doesn't particularly annoy me or maybe there's something that people just need to get used to as well perhaps like we're going to see it more and more often and a lot of not social on my thread I'm not it's going, going. AI driven <laughs> you're right this, though you're right how are you going to tell the difference between you know in years to come how are you going to tell the difference between James um, the the orange tango downs and <laughs> unless you actually know me like yeah. you would like you would know me and you'd, you'd call me out straight away it's like ah, what you've done yeah. there yes yeah, yeah, copy yeah. but that's not you. <laughs> yeah. You're like, it's not you. But anyone else, like, you know, I've got hundreds of connections on LinkedIn who don't know me personally, who may have heard me on a video or something, but don't know me personally, wouldn't, wouldn't know me. No, the... you, 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 <laughs> make a, you make a good point. Um, and, and I think I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. But for now, 
I'm going to remain Damn. to be annoyed. If you copy and paste, three strike you're rule. out of there. You're, you're out. warned. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get back on topic. So yep. anyway, so I've been having a lot of conversations with various people in um, multiple different countries, right? Around the whole Nexian thing. Because I think I've said before, it intrigues me how we go from this um, this service now, BMOF, that says, well, I want to train a million people in 12 months or whatever it is, right? And they've got different mechanisms to do that. You've got next gen, rise up, different uh, apprenticeship, externship um, kind of things going on. And it's intrigued me that people come out of this training, brand spanking new and go, right, let's get a job, rub their hands together. Yeah, and yeah I'm ready. Yeah. It, it It's kind of, how do people make that jump? How do they land that job? And what jobs are out there for them to land? Because yeah. we're getting people, it's, it's okay to say, yes, these people are trained. But are the jobs there for them to walk into? Okay. Yeah. And and the way I'm 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 looking at this, and this is again, I've had multiple conversations, is that there's not always that buoyant market um that we're led to believe out there ready for those people to walk into, right? So how do you yes, true. how do you walk out of the training and get yourself in such a position you are best placed to get baggage of in service now? Yeah. Okay. So that's the topic for today. I it's a good one. Say, it's an interesting yeah. one. Uh, well, it, it's something that is in, is intrigued me a lot. And the one yeah. thing that I, I've spotted with jobs that are available is a lot of places are asking for experience there, right? I need two years' experience on the platform. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. If you think about, you know, everything's moving faster nowadays, isn't it? Everything's going quicker. People want more. Yeah. They want lots of things and they want it quickly. Are they yeah. expecting, you know, are they expecting to, to, to say, yes, okay, we'll take someone with no experience and train them on the job? I would suggest probably not because they want stuff done quickly. You want some educators, some some experienced people in. So they want that, that return on investment pretty fast, I would think, in terms of yeah. who they hire. Yeah. And would you say that, the lay of the land's kind of changed since when we first like, got involved with ServiceNow. I, I think it has, but yeah. I think I think the message hasn't. I think the message is still the same, right? I think there's still... Let's face it, right? We've been in the industry for over 10 years, and I think it's always been... The market's been quite boring for ServiceNow. There's been... I don't feel bad saying that because that's the whole point in the whole Rise Up program. It's like... We've got a massive demand for for technical yeah. or service now. People got huge demand that we can't meet. Therefore, we're going to train someone. That tells me the market's good. Yeah, it is good, right? So that is a fact. Um, but at the time, so going back years ago, it was like the market is good. Therefore, all the salaries are quite good. And I still think that's the case, but I don't think that's a blanket statement across everyone. I don't think you can. I, I think. The whole carrot that's been dangled in front of people that are getting trained saying the market's really good, you're going to get a good salary. I think that's the wrong expectation to set. Yeah. You're saying to these people that aren't experienced, that are, go and get trained, get your ServiceNow admin exam, um, get that certificate ticked off, and you're going to get a good salary. I think that's wrong to set that expectation. Yeah. No, I agree. In, in my I view. Agree. Yeah. And I remember when I um when I first joined a partner, and this goes back to a video that we did our first episode, actually, The Holy Pigeon. The Holy Pigeon. <laughs> well, we talked about our journeys into into service now. And um I think back then a lot of the kind of entry points into it is being like a customer first. 
I think the majority yep. of the people who ended up being a ServiceNow expert is people who have just happened to come across it being a customer. And it's a tool that you've, you know, your, your you, organization bought into. And you would um, have had that working experience, right? Exactly. You'd have, you just have that working experience of being an admin. You're, you're, yep. you're the dedicated person as an admin for your instance sort of thing. Okay. And then that's your experience. You can get into, you know, being a ServiceNow professional that way. So, so let's, um, let's delve into that gap a little bit there right so yeah if if from what i'm seeing and i'm understanding and again these are my um these are my views that and, and things i'm figuring out right so if we say the 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 jobs are uh, when you're looking for an entry-level job it's looking for experience how do you if you can't physically get that experience, how do you get experience that aids that right and what are the ways that you could say worked with service now on the service desk that is a level of experience and then it comes down to how do you display that experience in interviews how do you display it in cvs yeah yeah and yeah that's going to be key i think how you how you tailor your your cv um to highlighting those particular areas and i think for me when i when i joined i didn't have any service now experience i think maybe i lucked into it because i knew somebody um, which is probably another point we're going to come across in terms of networking um, being one of our tips. But being able to, I think we've talked about this loads in the past, about it's not just about showing that you've had ServiceNow experience as well. It's about showing your core skills. And maybe in the next-gen programs and these other programs are not as concentrating in them particular skills, the kind of skills that we learned being on like service desks, having communication skills, customer skills, yeah. Um, you know, problem solving skills, which to I me like it. I value a lot more compared to, you know, someone who is ServiceNow expert <laughs> but yep. doesn't have any of those skills. I like it. Um, I like it. So to let let me let me see if I can just, just phrase that slightly differently. So so yep. what you're saying is it's about you might not be able to get ServiceNow direct experience. Right? So let let's say the job you come out of next gen, you've got your yep. qualification and, or any other training program, not just next gen, you've got your qualification, you go for jobs that says entry level or X amount of experience. But you may not have service now specific experience, but you will have transferable skills that you can display. And yep. I think that's a massive key. So in terms of your CV and certainly the inter interview process, Focus on the positives that you can bring to the table, not on the things that you haven't got, not on the, oh, I haven't got service now experience. Oh, I haven't mucked around yeah. with MDB much. Focus on the transferable skills that you do have. Have you worked in a customer service role? You know what I mean, how does yeah. that transfer to customer service um, module or application service now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How does it help you yeah. understand that more? Do you see what I mean? Have you worked in a warehouse, therefore you understand a bit more about hardware asset management than many people? Yeah. Um, Perhaps you've been involved in agile teams and been involved in, you know, how projects generally go with service now. Have you that, been involved in requirements one. gathering and documentation and yeah. all the key okay. stuff is 90% of your job. When it so comes we can to put that as, as, as definitely a key tip. Yeah. Focus on the transferable skills that you've got and tailor that in your CV and in the interview and help get that, that across and what kind of how you can uh, transfer those skills and what value they bring to that situation. That's yeah. number one. I like it. Yeah. The other one I'm going to throw into the mix, 
Oh, no, go on, go on. You were no, going. No. no, I was going to ask you a question, like, because okay. I do a lot of interviews, mainly at, like, the architecture level or senior tech level. But yep. um, when it comes to interviews for, like, junior techs or, you know, associates or something like that, um, how much do you go into understanding the actual platform or asking questions around just ServiceNow itself? I don't feel... Do you know what I mean? You can be so siloed in terms of, yes, ServiceNow can do this and that, but how much do you actually understand the journey of this is what ServiceNow is, what kind of platform it is, where they're going? Um, I, I don't like tend to that. answer questions. That's kind of an open thing in terms of like, so, you know, is it a good thing for people to spend time just understanding <laughs> what ServiceNow is, where it's come from, what its yes. journey was? I like that. That is that is brilliant right so let me ask you this question yep if and i'm trying to think of how to phrase this right if i said to you i'm only in the service now industry for money would you look down on me uh, yes <laughs> right okay. i would yeah so so i'd understand yes <laughs> no exactly you'd understand but i think yep. those of us who are in the ServiceNow industry are passionate about ServiceNow. It's like some weird cult. It is, it it is. is like a weird it cult, is. right? I feel weird yeah. saying that. And part of me doesn't even like it, but I'm going to do it anyway. But yeah. I think those of us that are in the industry are really passionate about what we do. And we, I'm yet to meet someone yeah. that, that hates doing what they do. I think we all enjoy it. Yeah. So the reason I asked you about the, the in it for money is because I think someone needs to, that people should display how they are passionate towards ServiceNow. Yes. So if you're coming that, that straight probably into the industry. That's probably something that's quite nicely, actually. Yeah. You, yeah, you're coming into the industry and going, all oh, right, okay, I, I, I want to bag this job. For me, you've got to display your passion for the platform to whoever's interviewing. Yeah. Because if James and I are like that, the chances are the person that's interviewing is exactly the same. They're going to respond to yeah. that passion. Yeah. Um, it's like... Guy Martin. Do you watch Guy Martin? No. It's no. <laughs> so Guy Martin does Audi TT racing, but he always does, he, he's like a, an engineer and does things like um, does speed challenges or whatever. He is the most yeah. passionate, enthusiastic guy you'd ever meet. And even if yeah. you don't like motor racing or, or TT racing, you can't help but get enthused yeah. what he's talking about because he's so passionate. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think that's another I mean, top is this tip. part of the problem for us? Because... I mean, this is a very difficult question to ask, like, those in the next-gen program, or why are you there? <laughs> why are you doing the program? You know, are, are you doing it because of this passion that, you you know, is this amazing platform you've heard about and, you know, can do all these cool stuff and got all the AI stuff coming, or is it because you've heard that it does good salaries, probably the best salaries yeah, out there, I, for, you know, an ITSM? I think, I think only the people that have been through the course and that are in the process can answer the why. I think that that's what, a good... What would be your gut reaction, though? Would you say it's 50-50? What's your gut reaction in terms of people who... How, how many people, as a percentage, are in it for the money? Oh, or they right. do, why do Why do I think people do it? I think the initial pull is probably to do with the salary. Yeah. My gut yeah. reaction. But again, so, I'm, based that yeah. on, I'm basing that on no facts at all, by the way, people. You can have... Both, can't you? You can be passionate and still be, you know, enthused by having good salaries. But if you've been through the course, right? Let's say you were pulled initially to do the course based on salary. Someone's told you, oh, yeah. this job. 
um, or you know, go go for this industry. It's it's well paid. I think one, you need to lower your expectations. I think that will come like it will with, um, with any other industry, but you have yeah. to work hard at it, right? You have to be passionate about what yeah. you do, along with anything. If you're going in it, going, oh, I'm going to get a good salary straight off the bat. I think lower expectations straight away. Um, yeah, but I think you won't. Nothing in life, I mean, you'll get pulled into something based on salary, right? But are you going to stick at it just because of that or because you actually start enjoying it? Yeah. Do you yeah, see what I mean? It's a, wider, so, it's a wider question generally. It's not just this yeah, I particular think profession. This, this is just enjoy. my opinion. We've got transferable skills. I like those. Lower your yep. expectations initially Yeah, would be another um, key one. Yeah. Um, and I think display your passion for the platform. That's a brilliant one. Um, yeah, would be one of mine. What about in terms of looking for the role? So, again, if you think about how how you look for a role, let's say you come out there at the course, um, whatever yeah. it is, where do you start your search? Right, because my default would be probably I'd have a look on LinkedIn. I don't know whether yeah. things like Read or Total Jobs is a thing anymore. Probably not for our industry. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, probably not um, as not common. Yeah, LinkedIn. Well, I would I would contact least. the recruiters I know, but that's because I know of them. If you're fresh yeah. into it, you don't know of any, so you're probably just going to go on Google. Google service now jobs. Yeah. So a part of this is not just tailoring your CV; it's tailoring your personal profile on social media pl platforms as well, so you can be found. And yeah, and but, and tailoring your search criteria. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So if I Google, yeah. I mean, no, I'm going to do it now. Service now, jobs, UK. Right. So I'm. This is this is why envisage people will do. This is why yeah. envisage people will do. Top hit LinkedIn. Bang. Yeah. Top hit LinkedIn. Yeah. Oh, I've got the phone. <laughs> I've got my phone going. Shall I answer it? Shall I pick it up? Should we see who it's going to be? I've called. Let's see if there's anyone from next year. Just in case. Ready? <laughs> Hello. Hello. Yes, no, that that that's that's all right. I'm okay, thank you. Right. <laughs> that I... was Carphone Warehouse. Oh, I didn't it. think that was still a thing. Yeah. Anyway, sales call. That's quite funny. Sorry. Your jig went upgrade right. on your phone. It, it was that. I was like, yeah. no, you're all right. And then they hang up on you when they realise, oh, I'm not going to scam <laughs> that guy. Right. So yeah. anyway. I typed yeah. in service I mean, I think this is, jobs. Yeah, LinkedIn is has really. I don't know if it's just kind of come out of nowhere. This kind of community on LinkedIn, and that's how you get your jobs, and that's how you you know connect with people. And or it, it didn't seem to be as much back in back in our day. No, it wasn't. Um, do you know what I mean? You'd speak to like the yeah. Read or Total Jobs or something like that, or you you know maybe try and reach out to the companies themselves. Um, to see what's what's happening, what's going on, or you go to their websites to see if they've got any any jobs. Yeah, that's a good um, point. That's a good point. But then, but then, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I've just typed in ServiceNow Jobs UK and LinkedIn's the first hit, and I'm scrolling through, and it's not easy to identify what experience people are looking for, right? But you you just made the point there is direct to the website. So absolutely, I would suggest go direct to partners. Um, go direct to customers that perhaps use ServiceNow, and you, you can find that out quite easily on LinkedIn. Yeah, um, yeah. Go go direct. Yeah. And that's, 
that's definitely a consideration, like you said. Maybe maybe think of that route, whether partner is the best route for you or whether to be part of a kind of wider team or a customer where maybe you're involved with other things, not just ServiceNow. Um, so it's that could be two complete... You've been on both sides of the coin there, being a customer and being a part of a partner and contracting. So um, you've, you've seen it from all, all kind of sides and what you're going to get from it is going to be different. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I'd say when I was a customer, yeah. we had that time to learn that that yes. time um, to be able to learn on the job. I think with a partner, you're not. I don't. I mean, it it depends which partner, right? Because you you've got um, your enterprise partners, you've got your more um, boutique partners, and one one yeah. is going to give you more time to learn than the other. I would guess. Um, I don't know which yeah. way around, but they're, they're going to look at different things. But when There's I was a an customer, I had that like, time. It depends how you like to learn as well. So if you maybe if you are thrown in the deep end, and you're do you know what I mean? Go, you've joined a partner, you've been chucked onto a customer to do with an area service now that you've never heard of before, or you've never read up about. And let me tell you, that's common. <laughs> that's going to happen. Oh yeah. You're going to come across some situations where you don't have the prep time, and you have to think on your feet. And this is where it really comes down to your core skills again, about how you learn and how you kind of prep and how you read up on these things and how you adapt. Um, so rather than your core service now skills. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I've yeah. just, while well, I've been listening intently, by the way, but whilst I've been listening yeah. absolutely intently, I've been... You've been um, doing something else. I've been doing something <laughs> else. Um, but I've just been looking at the, these jobs, right? So, you yeah. know, if I, I'm looking at service now, admins on LinkedIn, I'm just looking. So not one. So I've clicked on three. Not one has said years experience required oh that's interesting this one this is for admin roles this one's looking for implementation of itsm management tools um one has got uh one's got experience of sn admin or similar again if you've been yeah. like a, a azure admin maybe you can probably take that transferable skill one's got uh hang on Demonstrated, so uh, designing and developing process-based solutions. Again, if you worked in McDonald's and perhaps in implemented a new way of replenishing the straws, you could you could sell that in an interview. So I think it's about um, how you look at these criteria and kind of tailor them for what you've what you've previously been doing. So yeah. I think um, yeah. anyway. Before I get too distracted on that, I think we need to start wrapping up. I think for me, I think the key points are this. I think coming straight into the industry um, with no ServiceNow background or experience, I think one, highlight the transferable skills that you have got and do that. So do so on your CV and within an interview. Two, really display passion about um, the ServiceNow industry. Um, talk about what apps you've built. Talk about uh, different issues or um, challenges. And that's a good one. It's an outcome-based delivery. So not just on your CV, I don't know, I implemented a new straw process for McDonald's. It's why and what did it achieve? So it managed yep. to achieve a two-minute reduction in turnaround time yeah. for the drive-through window. What's the outcome? Think about yep. the, the kind of the why, right? I think lower, not lower, reset expectations around I'm coming into the service now industry, this is what it means, yes. and this is the journey it's taking me. It's not just a 
quick yeah. fix. I think just understand that you're on a journey. You're on yeah. a journey. It's, it's the same with my yeah. kids. Um, my kids watch TV, right? They get really annoyed and frustrated with adverts because yeah. they're used to Netflix. They're used to Disney. They're used to yeah. Prime. Prime still has adverts, but they're used to things happening so quick. They've got no patience yeah. for a delay. So I would say yeah. realign expectations in terms of um, what job and salary to, to come out with initially, and that'll come. Um, yeah. And I would say, look, in terms of when you're searching for a job, don't just try LinkedIn. There are other um, ServiceNow job websites out there, but also looks. I mean, I've just done a hit in ServiceNow, and I've got uh, LinkedIn with ServiceNow. I've got over 40 pages, right? Yeah. So perhaps start refining it based on words like admin or sysadmin or administrator or entry or something like that. Otherwise, you're yeah. going to get lost in things like specialist, technical lead. You know what I mean? Technical consultants, probably a bit, a bit too high. Yeah. 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 What what I would say is, if if you are listening to this, watching this, and you are one of those people who are looking to bag their first <laughs> ServiceNow job, get in contact with us. I think speak to people. Uh, networking was another thing we haven't really touched on too much. But yes, speaking to point. people and getting opinions. Um, of people who are in the profession for years, people who do the interviews, you know, day in, day out, and will be able to guide you in terms of how you should tailor your CV, how you should present yourself, how you should showcase your, um, you know, your skill sets. Um, and equally, for any recruiters that do watch this, and I know in LinkedIn a lot kind of follow up page as well, and, you know, plug, plug, if you don't yeah. follow us on LinkedIn, please go ahead and do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, any recruiters out there uh, who are maybe even specialize in this particular area and finding, you know, first jobs for service now professionals, just reach out to us as well. It may well be that we can help you find these people um, or help you uh, help them <laughs> uh, find their first job. So yeah, reach out. Okay. So thank you for listening to and watching our podcast. Um, I've been James. And I've been Russ. This has been The Seven Stacks. That's all for today's podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you want to get your question answered by The Service Ducks, get in touch through Talk to the Duck at service-ducks.com or just use one of the links below.